Welcome to the Startup East podcast. I'm Holly Chisholm, Program Coordinator with InnovaCorp. And today I'm speaking with Christian Euler, Director of Research and Development at Ficus Biotechnologies. In this episode, we're going to dig into choosing a startup as a first job, relocating and scaling a business in Nova Scotia during a pandemic, and the importance of partnerships in implementing ideas. Let's hear Christian Euler's startup story. This podcast is brought to you by InnovaCore. From incubation to acceleration and beyond, we find, fund, foster innovation that strives to change the face of business in Nova Scotia. Great things are happening on the East Coast of Canada. You're listening to Startup East, the podcast. I'm your host, Holly Chisholm, and today I'm speaking with Christian Euler of Ficus. So welcome, Christian. Hi, Holly. Thanks for having me. So why don't you introduce yourself a little bit, um, let us know what you do with your company. Great. So yeah, as you said, my name's Christian Euler. I'm a co-founder and right now director of R&D with Ficus Biotechnologies. My colleague and I, Vic Pandit, we started this company a few years ago, about three years ago now almost, out of uh, his PhD work at U of T. And we've just recently moved to Sydney to scale up our process here to a demo plant. So what made you guys want to start your company? I think we both have a really, we're both really sort of, I think, passionate about this idea of a circular economy. The idea of whatever carbon that you emit should be used as a resource to cycle back into the pool of resources that we're using. And so we both got our PhDs in metabolic engineering, and that's basically engineering bacteria to make chemicals. And The idea of the circular economy is sort of central to that because bacteria kind of, we can use them to turn carbon that would be otherwise emitted into the atmosphere in in whatever way into chemicals that we use every day. And I think we're both really, really passionate and excited about that and wanted to find a way to have impact doing that. So we, Vic kind of created this technology in his PhD, realized that there was a lot of potential for commercializing this and turning it into something big. And that got me excited about it. And so we sort of joined forces and Ficus was born. Awesome. Do you want to tell me a little bit about what your product is and what you've been researching? Yeah. So today Ficus makes a bio-based glycolic acid. Our bio-glycolic acid is not made from oil and gas. It's not made from formaldehyde. So today most of the glycolic acid on the market is made from formaldehyde, which is a byproduct of oil and gas. And so there's some, you know, environmental impact to that. But there's also consumer concerns about trace formaldehyde in consumer products. And glycolic acid is primarily used in cosmetics, or that's one of the places that it's used. It's where we're primarily selling our glycolic acids into cosmetics. And so we make this cosmetic-grade formaldehyde-free glycolic acid in a bioprocess that is carbon neutral. So we can feed our, our feedstock is a renewable carbon source, and we turn that into our glycolic acid through fermentation. That's very cool. So I know that you're from Toronto Mm -hmm. and that you've recently moved to Nova Scotia. So do you want to talk a little bit about why you decided to come to the East Coast of Canada? Yeah, I did my schooling in Toronto and that's where I recently moved from. And I think we were looking for partners across the country to work with, to support us in scaling to a demo scale. There's a bit of a gap where it's challenging for people like us, technologies like ours, to scale to the demo scale to prove out a technology. And so we were looking sort of for partners across the country to be able to do that with. And, you know, frankly, the deal that 
we got here was just really, really great. The Versurin Center is our partner here. They've been amazing. They're so excited to have us and been extremely supportive. InnovaCorp has been extremely supportive. I think the enthusiasm around bringing someone like us here was really, really attractive. And yeah, I mean, we've just had amazing support. So, you know, we were right <laughs> that it was the right choice, I think. And so I think this is a really great place for companies like us to come and have that support and find partners, you know, through the support of InnovaCorp, through people like the Versurin Center. And yeah, it's just been great so far. That's awesome. I'm glad that you guys have felt our enthusiasm because we're definitely excited to have you here <laughs> in Nova Scotia. Yeah. So let's maybe pivot to talk a little bit about yourself and sort of what your career path has been like so far as you've started your company. Yeah. So right out of undergrad, I went directly into a PhD because I knew that that's what I wanted to do. And I did my PhDs in this field, metabolic engineering, it's called. And uh, before I was... Before I was even done that PhD, we jumped into Ficus as a project, and I was lucky. I have a PhD supervisor who's extremely supportive, but this is my first real job. (laughs) So uh, yeah, it's really exciting. And right off the hop, I think Vic and I, we were a good partnership. And he said, you know, I want to bring you on board. There's a certain amount of equity that would be associated with that. And I said, look, I want to make sure that I can be committed to this project. So don't give it to me yet. Let's do some work together and see if it's a good fit. And it was. We jived really well. And I think in sort of four months, he said, you know what? You've earned the equity that I want to give you with this company. So let's bring you on board. And from there, you know, I think my first title, official title, now we're a startup. It's five people. We kind of all do a lot of different things. But my official title from the start was was director of strain engineering, we call it. Now I'm called director of R&D. But Day-to-day, I mean, I do process engineering, I do project management, I do manage our R&D activities. So it's really, really cool because it's my first job and I'm doing everything. You know, I'm doing all these different cool activities all the time. No day is the same. And I'm learning a ton. That's so interesting. Oftentimes when I talk to entrepreneurs, they've had sort of not necessarily a vast experience, but some experience in other levels that maybe push them towards entrepreneurship because they knew they wanted a certain lifestyle or they wanted to be able to manage themselves or work on something they're really passionate about. Um, Was there ever any hesitation that this was your first job? Or it sounds like you just jumped in with both feet. Yeah, I mean, I'm the kind of person who I know what I want. And I knew that this was the right opportunity for me. So I didn't have to hesitate at all, I don't think. And Really, there's been a big movement, I think, at universities uh, in Canada to really support people who are interested in, in in being entrepreneurs as their first job. And so we we got a lot, a lot of support from U of T as well through their incubator programs. The Hatchery is what it's called. Joseph Orozco is our mentor there. He's been really great. So I think the thing is, it hasn't been presented as a viable career path until recently. And... That's good. I think it's really great that universities are supportive of that. Obviously, there's a balance there that's required. But I think for me, I knew coming into my PhD that it was a viable career path. And so I I knew that that's what I wanted and I went with it. That's awesome. So you mentioned the team a bit. Do you want to talk a bit about how you guys sort of began to assemble the team at Ficus? Yeah, it's not, um, I wouldn't say it's that exciting of a story. So Vic and I we were both PhD students at the same time. We got along really well and worked well together. So that's how we kind of connected. We are definitely two sides of the same coin. We complement each other really, really well. 
And, you know, we've had, we butted heads because of that, but I think it's always been very productive for us. And then from there, once we knew we needed to expand the team, we, you know, we just simply opened up postings, looked for the talent that we needed and, you know, it wasn't hard to find. So today we have a synthetic biologist, we have a chemist, and we have sort of um, a fermentation engineer. They're based in Toronto, although one of them is relocating soon. And um, we're also hiring out here to run our process. And so we've just, we really use traditional means to do that hiring. I think right now we're looking to find somebody who can help us on the data side. And that is, we're learning that we need to maybe move away from traditional roots. And so I think this being my first job, again, <laughs> I'm learning about how we might find the sort of person that we're looking for in that role. But to date, you know, it's been very traditional. That's awesome. So where do you see Ficus in five years? Yeah, the million dollar question, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so certainly our glycolic acid platform in five years will be full scale operations. So it's that's pretty exciting. You know, that alone, I think is really, I'm that's motivating to me. But we're not just, I think it's really important that we, as a company, sort of make it clear we're not just a glycolic acid company and we're not a cosmetic ingredient company. We are very interested in all of the products that can be made using our platform technology, which is a fermentation technology. And so I think in five years, we kind of expect to have a whole platform of products or a whole host of products that we're, we'll be in the process of scaling up or if not, having some way of flexibly moving between these even at scale. I think that's our vision. And I think, yeah, we're, we're in the process now, now that our demo plant here kind of has legs and is moving on its own, um, we're taking a step back and saying, what are those products? Uh, what do we need to be going after next? And making sure that our technology is ready to do that. And so that's actually an activity that we're working on now. I can't talk too much about the specific things we have in mind, but I do envision us as being a company that has a whole host of products that we're selling, either DTC or to other businesses as ingredients. You're listening to Startup East, a podcast highlighting Nova Scotia's startup community, brought to you by InnovaCore. Our target sectors include information technology, clean technology, life sciences, and ocean technology. We're especially interested in deep technology opportunities, which we define as technology based on a scientific discovery or a new engineering innovation. We find, fund, foster innovation that strives to change the world, and we love a good startup story. This series features entrepreneurs building technology companies in Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening in. So let's kind of go back and talk a little bit about how you and Vic sort of knew that this was sort of the right solution to this problem. I think so to his credit, Vic used his PhD time really, really well and looked at a lot of different projects that could be sort of commercialized. And he really only left his PhD when he found the one. So um, for him, I think it was definitely the goal was to find this. And I think the way that we 
it's it's I'm going to give you a very boring engineering answer on this. The way that we came to it is through a careful analysis of all the factors. <laughs> and um, <laughs> what we what we realize is so I can't tell, and again, I, I can't be too open about exactly how our platform works, but it is different from other fermentation platforms. And we came to that based on an understanding, a systemic understanding um, of sort of all these factors involved that the way traditional fermentation platforms are, I don't want to say not going to work. They are the solution in a lot of cases, but they sort of lack generality for sort of one reason. And, and that's the reason that we've targeted with our technology. And so the idea is that we have a flexible enough platform and that's it's feedstock based. And so a lot of fermentation companies, they're not interested in thinking about different feedstocks. They're interested in thinking about different products. And so we at least on the platform side, have really focused on that feedstock question. And that, I think, is what is going to, it's the magic sauce, right? It's what's going to sort of separate us. And um, yeah, and, we, and again, we got there, you know, really Vic got there through a lot of careful study of, uh, of what was going right and what was going wrong and came to this sort of answer. That is such an engineering answer, I know. Yeah. Not everyone probably <laughs> uses their time working on their PhD so diligently. <laughs> so I think that's great. Christian, do you want to talk a little bit about, I know you moved here in the middle of a pandemic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, while hopefully COVID will be something that will be back in history, we'll look at, do you want to talk a little bit about what that's been like to kind of relocate and scale your company in this time? It's been amazing, Ollie. So I moved from Toronto, and I think right now, I think there were 3,500 cases, new cases in Ontario yesterday. When I was there last summer, I think they were worried about breaching 1,000 cases a day, and things were, they were taking all the necessary me measures, right? Everything was on lockdown. Um, I left the house once every two weeks to get groceries and then for my little walks, you know, and, and life was pretty contained. Moving here was amazing because the response in Atlantic Canada to the pandemic has been significantly better, I have to say. And as a result, life feels normal here. You know, I forget that we're in a pandemic sometimes. When I'm talking to my friends back home, you know, I've been able to go back to the gym you know, you can go out and hang out with your friends here and not because I'm following the rules, but because it is safe and it feels safe. And um, that's been really, really nice just in my own life. And it also has helped us, I think, because, of course, at the Vershurn Center, work is work is sort of normal. People are there. The full, full staff is there. We do tend to meet virtually, which is fine. I think that's something that maybe we should all try to see if we can keep post-pandemic. But other than that, it's been really, really nice to be able to just work full-time normally with our partner uh, and not have to, for example, you know, the restrictions in Ontario were such that we had to do shift work. It had to be approved in advance, all these things. And those are necessary, of course, to manage the risk. It's just that the risk is lower here because the overall response has been better. And so, I got so lucky, <laughs> um, I think, and uh, and I'm so thankful for that. And um, yeah, it's been really great to be able to just ramp up the pace because of that. It's so good to hear. It's sort of like a little shining light coming out of all yeah. the weirdness <laughs> of the last year. So 
If you had to give someone advice uh, who was thinking of jumping into entrepreneurship or maybe sort of has that idea in the back of their mind, what advice would you give them? I think the major piece would be to just throw out this idea that it's all you. The reality is Ficus works because we have a great team who are really hardworking and because we have great partners. And so I think often the motivation to be an entrepreneur is this idea of, you know, this brilliant genius person. You know, you think of Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, right? That's not your typical case. I think it takes so much partnership and working with other people and good ideas are a dime a dozen. Implementing those ideas requires a lot more people than you think it will. And so if you're excited about entrepreneurship, you're going to need to really consider those things right away. Who are you partnering with? Who is your team? And how, you know, how are you finding those supports? Those are the big questions that you really need to ask because the technology, that'll come. The ideas are there, they're out there. Um, It's really, really about the human side that's going to differentiate how successful you are. That's such good advice. Because I think getting your idea out there really is the first step. Yeah, and helping people understand it too, right? Like we went through this really long learning process and I think the Hatchery at U of T has been really supportive of that where we were nerdy engineers talking about this thing that we were really excited about and, and nobody understood it. But once we were able to bring it down to earth and make it tangible through the help of other people and getting feedback, then, you know, we've had interest. And so that I think is just, a, you know, a really tiny example of exactly where those those other people and those other influences can help you. Yeah, we always say, explain it like you would to your grandma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that she could understand. <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to add? Any other thoughts before we wrap up? I mean, yeah, I, I honestly, I can't sing the praises of, of the Versurin Center enough. And so if you're listening to this, and you have a bio-based technology or some kind of manufacturing technology, reach out. <laughs> I'd love to work next to you at, at the VC. And yeah, and, and this is going to be a great place for people who are interested in entrepreneurship to be. So I think if for anybody who's listening to this, like seriously consider it, reach out to me, reach out to Innovacorp, whatever, and uh, get on out to Sydney. <laughs> yeah, there's such a strong community forming yeah. around the space with an old corporate and the Vashern Center and, and the companies that are there now. Yeah. So it's like, get in while you can. <laughs> yeah, because it's going to be hot, 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 right? Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Christian, for joining us today and telling us a little bit about Ficus. Thank you. And thanks for listening to Startup East. If you're interested to know more about Novacorp, check us out at novacorp.ca. InnovaCore works with high-potential Nova Scotia startups. Discover more about how InnovaCore can be a partner in your venture at InnovaCore.ca. Together, we can change the face of business in Nova Scotia.